0: and we're live
1: hello guys welcome back it is david here i am at casino quest with my uh fantastic casino quest shirt and uh my casino quest error sign behind me and we have our very own dennis the menace Yo. more are menace guys doing? than dennis on uh what, what what are you on what are you on Huh? just in general are you on something no uh, i'm not you on anything on do we say that you're like the technical dude or the camera guy? or What the hell are you? I'm on the controls. You're on the controls. That's See, that's what I was looking for, the controls. Uh, better that than on the commode. You could be on the commode. You know what the commode is? Do you even know what the commode is? Are they what use are you going on about? Anyways. Uh, so welcome. This is going to be an episode on what ruined Vegas. There's a lot that ruined Vegas. This is like one of those endless series. We could be sitting here for days, quite literally. And still never get to the bottom of it but we are gonna try to get to the bottom of it and we're gonna entertain a lot of questions and and engagement from all of you but first some announcements (laughs) Uh, well the first announcement really is uh, if you didn't already know our charity that we are advocating is safe nest here in Las Vegas to provide uh, shelter and services for people that are dealing with domestic uh, violence domestic abuse and so safeness.org is uh, where, if you'd like to make a contribution to that great cause, they've done wonderful things here in Las Vegas and Clark County for a very long time. They've been very central to our community, and they're uh, very wonderful, talented people. They have 100% accountability or uh, a trans- transparency, 100% rating for transparency. So as far as knowing where all the money goes, fantastic thing. And uh, we have a charity walk that's going to come up on thir- Thursday, right? Is it Thursday is a charity walk? Anyways, uh, yes, for our it's Thursday. Bath, Thursday is a charity walk. We're going to raise money for two. One of them is going to be our Path Up initiative. Where we provide access to uh, low-income uh, students. Uh, we help them with the black and whites and haircuts, get ready for auditions. And uh, that is uh, one, of the, one of the sort of the charities. It's not a non-profit charity. It basically goes into our fund, uh, and that's what keeps our prices uh, low. And uh, man, you guys have done a fantastic job. We're sort of halfway to the goal uh, this year, and so uh, if you're if you're ever wondering why uh, it's it's $250 to learn blackjack and get a job, basically, um, it's $500 for three games. And originally, we were going to try, we were moving off of that uh, that price, uh, but but thanks to the generosity of a lot of you guys, we've been able to keep it. And so uh, that's it. We call it the Path Up. Uh, for me, becoming a dealer was life-changing, uh, created an opportunity for a career for me. And so uh, we try to extend that to as many people as we can. Uh, and the, 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 big, the big pivot is once people sign up and show a commitment to being a dealer, some people have trouble getting black and whites. So we have this wonderful, uh, another small business that's associated with ours, they're called Sportcut. Uh, and they're, they're fantastic. Uh, they do some, some fantastic work. They, they tailor the black and whites, makes it very easy. Uh, So, um, you know anyways all right. so there's that one and then of course safeness So you'll be able to choose from either both those charities one of those charities None of those charities you can come walking with me and we're gonna walk uh, on the birthday bash Which by the way this weekend is the last opportunity you have to go to our website casinoquest.biz And rsvp for the birthday bash party that's gonna be taking place between here casino quest in las vegas bash show mall and of course uh, the Westgate resorts and if you want to RSVP this is it this is the last week at on Friday of this week we'll be taking that link down and uh, no more we'll be closing out that uh, that link that opportunity for you so at the very least if you're coming here for that weekend uh, you're able to get uh, inexpensive room we have a number of events scheduled everything is free other than uh, anything that you might pay for in terms of the room Well, the room is not free but it's heavily discounted uh, we give you a kind of VIP status for check-in and that kind of thing, but uh, so this week, last week, dude, we have like 200 RSVPs already. It's gonna be a lot of people here. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We are gonna have a one of the one of the events that we're gonna have is the Tacky Gambler. We're gonna have two days of Tacky Gambler events here. One of the days is the here at Casino Quest. That's on Friday night, and we are having. Uh, it turns out not so much a pizza party, but a catered gourmet food party. Is it's been upgraded. So, uh, you know, pizza. I guess the 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 restaurant that was going to supply the pizza here locally is a gourmet pizza shop, and you know, getting it here, keeping it fresh, making it available. So I was going to go the Costco route, which also getting it here, getting it fresh, that kind of thing. So instead, we're working with them to put together a menu of some really fantastic food. So they catered a party here for this big company event that we had. It was really, really, really good. And so we're going to have them just cater uh, the party for you guys. We're going to close our doors. It's going to be about 150 of you. It's going to be a fantastic event. And we're going to have our Tacky Gambler event. So you come in your Tacky Gambler. We're going to give out some prizes to, the, to the, the tackiest gamblers. And yeah, me and Alex are in the competition, dude. We are going to play. We are going to be competing. Not to win, but you, you got up your game. Bar is going to be a little high. You know what I mean? Not too high but a little high because uh, this is literally right up Alex's uh, Alex's lane. We went out and got some uh, suits that we think will qualify. will meet the standard. Then we're going to go to Westgate and do it all over again, and we have some really great prizes. So we got some bling bling, uh, for those of you who like some bling bling. And it turns out that our very first full-size custom new layout, crafted by our very own Dennis the De had a couple errors in it. Uh, because David didn't check quite literally everything, and so we're gonna give that layout away, full-size craps layout, for a 12-foot table, you'll be able to, it's, it's the very first one, uh, Dennis, it really is a fantastic looking layout, but it has some typos, and instead of us using it here, we're gonna go ahead and give it to you, <laughs> so you can have it at your home. And all you got to do is take a little marker, make a few corrections. But it's a DigiMK layout. It's fantastic. Full-size, professional craps layout on a very new, uh, fantastic material. And uh, what do you think, buddy, huh? Uh, See that? We were going to just. I think we should get into the topic now. Okay. What ruined Vegas? All right. We're on the way to the topic. That's it? Just like that? Boom? Segway? All right. All right, here we go. We're going to go into what ruined Vegas, and uh, you know what? There's one common answer that everyone says. It's always the same thing, but we're going to break it down into its many, many components. So many of you, if you're my age or if you're older, used to come to Vegas and everything was cheap. It was either cheap or free. If you had enough money in your pocket to gamble, you might have paid for your room up front, uh, but ultimately you got your room free. You never had to pay for parking. You never had to pay for a lot of amenities. Basically, the whole idea was to get you to come here and and gamble. cheap or free. The rooms were cheap or free. Booze was just free. I mean, you know, then they got foofy on the, on the drinks and now you gotta pay. You know, you know what's interesting is I, I knew we were going downhill some years ago. I had a friend of mine order a drink at a crab table and it wasn't a beer, it was some foofy drink. I, I'm not a big drinker, so I can't follow. She asked him if he would like a regular version of this and he's like, no, no, I want this upgrade. And they charged him. They literally, it was like 15 This was quite literally like 10 years ago. 15, I had never, before that, I had never seen someone pay for a drink at a at a crafts table. You I mean, right? the drinks were, you know, they were just free. And, you know, you gave her a dollar if you were winning, maybe you gave her five dollars. If you wanted to go home with her later, you gave her a twenty dollar bill. You know what I mean? Right, buddy? <laughs> you always come with that face, dude, that face. No one knows that face. Yeah. Um, I could segue to one cocktail waitress who had quite a few, met a, quite a few people on a craps table while giving drinks. And uh, she loved it. That was her, that was basically her
0: third job. Well, weren't the real cocktail waitress making oh, like yeah.
1: a ton of money? Oh, tons of money, dude. So much money, man. I mean, that that's another thing. You want to see what ruined Vegas? Can, can I start? Oh, that's actually a really good story. What ruined the Rio? <laughs> the Rio, man, what a dive, dude. Holy smokes. They need to work on that property. Uh, I you know, I worked there years ago when it was under Marnell's a fantastic property, and that property has gone downhill. But that's that's literally part of the problem. The Rio used to have fantastic cocktail waitresses. Every year, year over year over year, they won these awards for being quite literally the hottest cocktail waitresses. The the, the Playboy bunnies had nothing on the Rio cocktail waitresses. So so one day um, in the Masquerade Village, and, and it turns out Tiger Woods is there. Now, this is in the late 90s. He has a gaggle of women with him, all blondes, all blondes. And they gave him $50,000 in yellow checks to come play. That's what I hear. Now, he might have bought it for those. I don't know. But he has a whole stack of yellows in his hand, and he is playing with these oh, this whole gaggle of girls. Can we call them a gaggle of girls? With Just like this. Right like this. Not exactly that one, but like that. Is it a flock of girls or a gaggle of girls? Is uh, uh, What's the term? I think it's a just a group term? of women, but a gaggle sounds women. funnier. A gaggle does sound funny. I like it. All right. So he's with all these girls. And so they had this girl back there in the Masquerade Village who was smoking. Like, just smoking. Like, just smoking. Man. I, I got to keep this one PC. I was going to refer to this like things you won't do with your wife, but you will do with this cocktail waitress kind of thing. Anyways, moving on. Um, so she, um, so I happen to go on. So I'm there. I'm dealing with Tiger Woods. He's winning some money in the field. He doesn't know. He doesn't really play craps, but he's there with these women and he's playing. And he takes one of these checks, a thousand dollar check, a yellow one, and he puts it on this girl's tray for having delivered drinks to them. And I'm like, holy crap! That girl just got a thousand dollar check. And and now I had seen people tip the cocktail waitresses a lot of money, but never a yellow one. That was the first yellow. And, and this is from Tiger Woods, who's really not known for tipping, you know, and if you ask people, he is a little bit cheap, not a tipper. Uh, anyway, so I happen to go on break with this uh, girl. So I see her in the break room and I say to her, wow, look, you know, you got a yellow. Isn't that so cool? And she's like, yeah, that's my third one today. I was like, holy smokes, dude. Wow, you got three yellow ones today. Now, mind you, these were you know customer service. They got you drink. I mean, they got you the drinks quick, especially getting that kind of rate. So fast forward a couple of years, they brought in. Uh, so they instead of those hot, smoking hot, you know, women to deliver these drinks, they decided to go with dancing men. Dancing men was the answer. They had these dancing cocktail waiters that would deliver your drinks, and guess what? They didn't get nearly as much money as the girls strangely, you know what I mean? Begin you how they would dance, and they would deliver the drink and they were all about the service, but they they weren't getting the same kind of tips and no reason- way. No, I know, it's a shocker. It's a shocker. But so the idea is is casinos really started paying attention to where the money was going and and clearly if the money's going into the tip jar, it's not going into, you know, the drop box, you know, the tin cans are collecting every night. So what way to you know to kill to kill the mood at a casino but to bring in a lot of men to deliver treats uh, can you imagine? luckily I had already left before this became a thing because'm I'm, I'm guessing I would have had I would have said a few things I'd have gotten in trouble with that one but anyways it, it always seems like you know this is sort of the second guessing that goes on. This is sort of the change in the dynamic that has occurred between the casino and the customer now don't get me wrong, we love the casino. We, we provide uh, you know lots of dealers and we trade and that's our business. But at the same time, we, we love the customer even more and we're our customers ourselves. And I think over time this this dynamic has changed to where the the, the money and, and, and the accounting of the money has become a science in and of itself. which is uh, kind of weird if you think about it. really? Well here's why right? Mm-hmm. Like don't mm-hmm. you want
0: good money for your dealers because they want to not work there? Like you know what I'm saying? like doesn't doesn't no, 100%. that make sense.
1: So when, when Marnell when so Marnell is a boss. So when, when Marnell opened the Rio has a boss, he wanted everybody to make a ton of money because people that make a ton of money, guess what they do? They deliver a ton of customer service. These are happy people who want to, you know, provide service. They want to engage. They're, they're, they're happy. They're smiling, right? The minute you stop making that money or the dynamic changes, then it's, it's a whole different thing. Everything seems a little bit more forced. People aren't doing it for necessarily for the right reasons, right? You know what's interesting? Years fast forward some years later, we're at we're at G2E. And I'm I'm at a booth and I'm talking to a casino manager who is you know, he he's literally there, he's visiting this G2E by the way is a convention where they host a lot of games. They show off all these manufacturers, show off the games, electronics, all the new all the new tech and this kind of thing. So the casino manager is there and I'm, I'm talking to this casino manager he's actually a vice president of casino operations and I'm and I'm and and in a minute an analyst comes by and and I'm talking the casino operations and the analyst is having this conversation about buying slot machines for the casino that the vice president is at and, and I thought that was weird I was I was expecting the VP to have the conversation not the analyst he says oh no. Because it goes to the analyst is the one who technically makes that decision. They come up with the math and they determine if it's a viable product based on, you know, user data, you know, the whole of the machine whatever the case is, all the metrics that they provide. Which is which is interesting because of course, you know, it, it this is again has changed the relationship between the player and the casino themselves over time. It's become you know, the, the bean counter has literally taken over. And I, and I think for most of us, that's really what it comes down to, the bean counter. But I've broken it down into lots of different components, especially if you if you remember the legacy Vegas, the Vegas of, of the yesteryears. I, my, my best picture I can tell you of when I first came to Vegas is I, I have two pictures in my head uh, uh, and literally how that relationship has changed so completely. One of them is when I used to go and play slot machines. There was always a woman, very rarely a guy, but someone in the middle, someone that was part of my playing, someone who was happy, provided me change, who would come over and hit the machine, ask how I was doing, was just constantly engaged with me, you know, in the slot. There was actually there was actually one place I used to play the Showboat. If any of you remember the Showboat. And they used to have little circles uh, where the machines would be around a circle, and there'd be a woman in the side, and then she would hand you—you would—you would buy your dollar silver tokens from her. She would hand you, uh, uh, you know, a hundred of them, however many you bought, or sleeve of twenty, and she would tap on the machine, and you would buy in, and she would have the gloves in case your hands were getting dirty. And it was just—it was this whole experience. You went to see her. You didn't—you went to go to play the machine, but you also went to have this whole event. Uh, and it was so fantastic, you know. Your machine, the, many of these machines didn't even pay a lot. You weren't sitting down to win a million dollars. They didn't have these big jackpot meters and the Wheel of Fortunes and the IPs. It was just three reels, and you would win a hundred. And she would come over all excited. She'd hit the machine, and you know she'd give you more trays to stack up your wins. And and then before long, she would come with a coupon. And the greatest thing about the showboat is they actually had a seafood buffet. And if you played a little, they would give you a coupon and you got that coupon. It was like your golden ticket to go to the damn, the seafood buffet, which was so cool. It wasn't anything like what the Rio seafood buffet became later, but it was, it was great to be invited to something. And it it just felt so special. The other memory that I have, you know, so long ago is playing at the horseshoe. And uh, the horseshoe, it was, I used to smoke. And I wouldn't play a whole lot of money. I didn't have to come with a whole lot of money. A $100 bill. I would come with a $100 bill. I would play maybe $2, sometimes $5. Uh Oh, God. Uh, of course, I was uh, turn, cool. off, turn off your phone on, I know, uh, on the podcast, the, uh... please. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going
0: on here. But uh, really quickly, that's, go. A, that's a good segue because we have two Super Chats.
1: Two Super Chats. Oh, fantastic. Uh, right in the middle of my – yeah, here, keep it on you for a second, will you? TR3 Let me set up TR3 Prom.
0: Gave us four dollars and ninety nine cents. Thank oh. you so much. He said, "When is Vegas Tycoons coming back?" Uh, hopefully soon. It's been a little hard to get out and do Vegas things when uh you're just working in the yeah, office. Yeah, we've
1: been working quite literally nonstop, so that has been uh yeah you know, so tough. Yeah,
0: it's one of those things. But I'm I'm really glad you guys really want it back. Um, I, I want
1: it back. I want it back. We got we have content, don't we? Have content? Do we do anything? Is there anything interesting? Maybe. Maybe we have some find interesting out. stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, the second super chat is lady will see gave us $10 said hi Dennis I hate that we missed you on the 25th see you at Westgate we'll see you then oh. sorry for missing you it's probably my fault I didn't
1: mean to not be here it was his fault it's always his fault I blame everything on Dennis it makes my life so much easier uh, what do you Bruh. think buddy I know <laughs> we love Dennis hey okay so ready uh, back to the horseshoe can I finish yeah go ahead cause this is literally the definition of change in Vegas and what's, what has changed what, is, what I feel has ruined Vegas. So I used to go to the horseshoe with a hundred bucks and sometimes not even a hundred bucks. I didn't have to bring cigarettes. I didn't have to I didn't have to bring money to eat. None of those things. I literally would go there and I knew reliably that if I could start out at a low limit table, first of all if I got to play a low limit table. I got to play a dollar table, two dollar table, five dollar table. In memory. It wasn't a steakhouse, it wasn't a premium type of thing, but it was just this whole event that you made that you created for yourself that you didn't you didn't need a whole lot of money. There was no parking fee, although you, you had to validate, you know, they had that little sticker and you by the way, you didn't even have to play at the horseshoe to park at the horseshoe. You just went through, you knew where to walk to get your ticket, to get it to punch a hole, or not punch a hole, punch a little stamp on there, and you'd walk across the street and don't do anything. But that but that was the nature of it. It was there were so many ways to experience Vegas and be part of that community, be you know, just gamble, have fun. Um, that you could do for a lot of money, a little money, but ultimately, <laughs> oh, what happened?
0: No, this is uh, BBQ. Rando uh, says hello, uh, Codfather.
1: The Godfather. Codfather. Cod. Uh, the Codfather. Cod shortage is real, folks. Okay, pay attention. Okay, <laughs> let me just tell you: get your cod quick. Uh, well, if you're in the UK, you're probably already in the midst of it, and God forbid you're one of those fish and chip places. All right what else what else i heard a few dings are there any good dings yeah so we got a couple more super chats
0: Lvdjen just gave us five dollars didn't say anything thank okay, you so much
1: fantastic thank you
0: uh andrew gave us 10 canadian said ah. dennis what bet did you lose time to, to wear the earrings uh no bet
1: i just uh, wanted to. yeah yeah that's actually a, for those of you who know a little bit of lore he's part of the lore now he's oh, I'm part, of part of, of the, lore the lore now okay i know he's got his own um dennis is evolving like vegas uh what do you think buddy uh,
0: I mean, I guess. Yeah. I just like I like the earrings. Uh, yeah. Whether you like them or not, and we like really we matter. like
1: Dennis too. So it is that.
0: All right. Uh. Ooh, Hector G says, "Yo, Papa David. Yes. Dennis, can't wait for Vegas tycoon to come back. We want to see you back. See you guys at the Westgate."
1: Yeah, I, me too, dude. I'm clamoring for for we've been, we've been extraordinarily busy uh it's been a tough uh couple months uh holding down the fort we went through that period where people getting sick and so we had to make we had to cover a lot of shifts and you know of course we had a lot of people move on and so we've been um we've been hanging in there but thank you very much Uh, we we have uh he's working on something so that's coming it's coming soon uh we're definitely going to be back to the vegas tycoon so by the way thank you so much for that we really appreciate it we love seeing you guys here we've I've, uh, I've had a lesson almost every day the last couple weeks. Uh, it's been very cool getting to see you guys, getting to know you guys, uh, dealing. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, for sure, I never thought <laughs> I would have uh, been a dealer. You know Who knew? We'd have a store. I'd have a podcast. I'm talking to you now. We're going on Ruin Vegas. All right. I'm going to get back to Ruin Vegas. Yeah, go Stay ahead. Stay focused. All right. Do you tell me uh, when to stop? Well, we have one more super chat to oh? read. Yes.
0: Uh, Sizzler. Gave yeah,
1: us 10 pounds. So we love sizzle. Oh, I 10 pounds. That's like a gajillion dollars. That's that that's two cods. Uh, wait, I thought now we're even. I thought oh, 10. it is about even. That's right. Yeah, the UK used to be up there. Now I think it's a bit even. It's the cod shortage, dude. It's <laughs> it's having an impact, dude. Well, he Take said, hi, d
0: and I won't be able to make it to the birthday shenanigans, uh, but I'm on the men's and
1: h- bro hugs being had. Love you guys. All right. Love you, sir. All right. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, so. Is anybody here for the damn Ruined Vegas? Or are we just going? Uh, all right. I got something that Ruined Vegas. Really? I
0: got Waves? Something. You know what it is? What is it? High Table Maximums. Who did?
1: High Table Maximums. High Table Maximums? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, no. Sorry, we're going to get to the sorry. squeeze play in a minute. We're going to get to the squeeze play. That's also the bean counter thing, by the way. It all, But, but we're going to break it down into all that. But let me go back to the... So, so the horseshoe... Okay, so the horseshoe, we all know. We've all been there. All right. I'm going to go down the list... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. So in the very beginning, um, they took away the power from the people, essentially, right? So what what I saw transitioning at just as a dealer is that, computers started playing a bigger role, right? So when a when someone checks you and the player's card became sort of the theme of who or what you were, they were able to identify you individually and what you buy in for, what you play, how you interact with the casino, whether you go to the gift shop, all these things became part of this player's card. And then they figured out, well, let's just make that the accountability standard. The player's card became the instrument by which you would you know, generate points and then that became the pointer for everything you did was based on, you know, points and then you have all these casinos trying to come up with this metric of, you know, or designing a program for X number of points gives you X number of dollars. So think about when when, when I played as a young person, uh, it, It wasn't about points. It was the fact that I was in the casino playing for a couple hours, or in many cases, I just happened to know the floor supervisor and they wanted me to come back. It wasn't, they didn't have to quantify exactly what I was doing at the moment, they just saw me as a long-term win. And so ultimately, they just got out their pad, wrote down my name, Gave me ten dollars or fifteen dollars, whatever the case is, ripped off that coupon, and I took it with me to to the um, you know the buffet wherever the hell I was going, right? So now the player, with introduction to player cards, now they have a, they have the means to quantify the relationship with every player that comes into the casino instead of it being some sort of random thing. And then once they were able to do that, it became this sort of you know competitive bent. You know, resort fees originally, as they as one casino did them, all of them started, all the things we used to get for free now cost money, it's another added fee. The one casino that used to hold out and not charge resort fee was Bally's. For the longest time, Bally's was like the single holdout. They actually used to have like people on the strip. They, it, part of their sign said, you know, the only strip casino with no resort fees, yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, even they gave in And so, you know, changed the whole relationship between the customer and the casino again and found a way, you know, to charge you more money, right? To to make it about, you know, to, to make it about the money, to make it about the fees, to try to incrementally, you know, change the game. And this is what happened. So players' cards, as they were first introduced, had lots of benefits. Even now, when a casino first opens they give away the farm. you know they have loose machines they have a loose slot club maybe if you're if you're a high-level uh, slot player somewhere else they'll, they'll they'll upgrade your experience at their casino in the hopes of getting you there and so you know the players card uh, you know became the standard and then ultimately and incrementally it became a much more you know sort of refined and defined opportunity for the casino to take away in many ways and but make it look like you were getting more but in reality, you, you would getting less because for most of us, the things that we care about, if, if you read some of the benefits that come with players cards, nobody cares. Right. I mean, uh, for the most part, I'm just looking for food, free parking and uh, maybe some ballet. You can't even get ballet. You know, what's amazing is that even some of these top level cards, you don't even get ballet. Yet. You still got to pay for ballet because they know you will. If if you're that customer that plays at this higher level, they know that that's a, that's an easy add on that you will pay for, uh, because that's an amenity you're you're willing to pay for. You know the rest of it's fluff. You know what I mean? Just absolute fluff. Uh, all right, what else you got? I'm gonna stop because I heard some uh, some dingus. What do you got? Well, I have a couple of super chats. Oh, fantastic! Christopher
0: Bird gave us five dollars. Says miss the days when the pick guys could just uh, handwrite comps. Oh God, no kidding. Oh. I'm sure that build really good rapport. You came
1: back because of that. You know, what's interesting is uh, during that transitionary period floor supervisors. So in many cases, some floor supervisors got in trouble, A radical, you know, transition from writing the comps, from writing the comps to, you know, now it's all built into the software. You have to go through players club players Reward, whatever the case is. And I know countless stories of floor supervisors who are still trying to work off that paper. And to get them to change, they had to, you know, some of these people got written up uh, or, or ran afoul of the system. Go ahead. Uh, the next uh, thing is Phillip,
0: uh, Bill Phillips mm-hmm. has been a member for 12 months, so he use yes. his little chat thing. Uh, he said, well, Ruin Vegas is the willingness of players to go along with bad game rules. Sigh.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that too, some of the games. Triple uh, Zero. Um, yeah, I... You know, it, it's interesting because it plays out differently in different areas of town. So if you go to the strip, you'll just see bad games. It's amazing the number of people that, that just run amok and, and don't educate themselves on, you know, paybacks, on the, the, the casino's edge. And, and they play games that are really just terrible for them and uh, don't offer, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities. It's just a way to sort of grind out, uh, grind up money. And of course, you know, casinos love colors and lights and flare, anything that'll get you in the seat and Get you to stay long enough. Uh, I, I think you know when it, when it comes to what the edge is, it's it's less less important. I mean, it's amazing to go into a casino and see as many people really do is sitting down at a triple zero machine, or or play certain types of ETGs or unlinked machines that have just awful paybacks and no one cares. I mean, there are very few people that put that menu. They have the menu button. They have the payback button on some slots and to see the payback, but you have no context. Like you you know you would have to actually go out of your way. Get on your phone and look it up for two seconds, and you know that's the whole two seconds, and then you're gonna sit back in the machine. And no one cares. That's the thing that people are looking for an experience, less more so than you know opportunity, which is what we are trying to change a little bit and trying to give people you know some of that power back if we can. Um, and of course, uh, you know, it's just it's and that's the squeeze play as well. So that that's that's on my list. The squeeze play. Holy crap! Not the system. Yeah, not the system squeeze play. It's the squeeze. So, can you imagine Vegas has millions less people coming here, but the win is off the charts. So Vegas casinos are winning more money uh, because they're literally squeezing it out of you. Uh, it's amazing. You $15 tables, $25 tables, $100 tables during the day at some properties, and you're. Most people are still coming with the same bankrolls. I mean, they're, it's not like they're adjusting. It's, it's they're just trying to fit into this table. So you walk up to a $15 table and you have $100 on you. Your opportunity is diminished. It, it, it's a terrible idea. Don't play a $15 table with a $100 table. You, you know, just put it in the field. Just put it in the field. Look for double and triple so at least you're not giving it completely away. And just, you know, go in for one bet. And uh, you know, call it a day. Have some fun that way, or better yet, go go find a twenty-five cent Kino machine, because uh, your opportunity will be better. But it, it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing how many people are buying into these games and not adjusting their strategy, because it, ultimately it's a squeeze play. If you have a fifteen dollar table with a five hundred dollar limit, there's only so much you can do within those parameters. I mean, that's a lot of the people that come here and and talk to me. Much of it is, is mentality. You, it, it, it's not realistic uh it, it's am- we there's actually some channels now on youtube that talk about this as well um Pro craps is uh is is good has done a, has done some of that well not only that but the high table
0: um, minimums yeah uh make it hard for
1: someone my age to come yep. up to a table to and play it. yeah no i agree i mean um it, it's it's stunning i I've never seen anything like it. These tables, we've been waiting through this whole recession or whatever the hell what's going on right now for people to kind of slow up and no one's slowing up. You know, it's like, it's as if, you know, the time that we spent during, you know, the COVID months or whatever else pent up and there's just all this demand for table games and and people just losing their minds. Uh, They come to Vegas and and I think they forget, you know, uh, it's really, it's it's stunning. $25 tables, $200 bankrolls, makes no sense um but anyways all right what else you got anything else before i go on uh we have two more super chats. oh fantastic
0: robert barnes mr it b. was two
1: two dollars okay thanks sir late again hello all i know Rob. i you know it's funny because mr b keeps communicating with us on our normal uh forums uh or you know more normal messaging and for some reason i'm the only one communicating back mr b mr b you're locked in for that day even if it's not you're all set you are quite literally the challenge. You are the you are the guy, sir. See, now it's confirmed. I've confirmed it. And then a lady we'll see gave us another nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Fantastic, thank you. She
0: quoted. Uh, she 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 said a quote. Said now off to keynote on wide. And then quoted the person said it and said the the person is the godfather. Uh-
1: <laughs> you know what? This you're, this is like the third time today. I am getting. We have the t-shirt and the hat right coming. Uh, the Codfather? We have a Codfather shirt? Let's just say the one good thing that's come out of Vegas over the years is Kino has evolved. Okay, just Kino, just know that Kino has evolved and that's the bonus. Cause Kino now you can play twenty card if they ever come up with a hundred card Kino, you might not see me for a week. I might take off, just so you know. Listen, I teach table games all day long and you know, when I go home it's it's Kino is like a mindless numbing, you know. I haven't had the most luck recently but anyway all right can we get back to the show please my god people want to know these things okay uh okay so so players cards so changed and it allowed bean counters a way to create all their nice charts dude to create their bar graphs and sort of explain away and get into those office and say listen here if we raise this if and, and they came up with these funny numbers too the hundred points, the thousand points and then and then these nice cashback conversions and and all these you know because they love these things because it it's it makes them it makes them joyous right sir right, sir like Dennis's hairstyle makes me joy No. Uh, all right, ready now we're going on to the fees. Uh, we're gonna get to the squeeze play. we're gonna get to the other stuff uh, a little bit later so the next thing that happened is just the ridiculous fees. Another way, bean counters, man. Uh, it's amazing. I, I'm I'm always stunned when I hear about a new fee. So they, they came out with a new fee. Certain restaurants, believe it or not, have a um, gas fee, a, a transportation fee, quite literally attached to, apparently, with the price of gas. I don't understand why they just raised the food prices instead, because it seems a little absurd. So I came across a receipt that actually had a transportation charge on it, because apparently... To get the food to them, which I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I'll be honest, with you. I mean, you know. But then it's another surcharge. It looks like it's silly, but casinos got so carried away with this. If you look at the the amenity list, <clears throat> most of us go to a resort and we're there for, you know, you just have to pay special attention when you get to that top tier at this certain casino. They tell you <clears throat> the resort fees are on us. You don't have to pay the resort fee, but not really. So what happens is. If you come and you want any of those menus, you have to pay a la carte. It actually becomes more expensive to pay a la carte than to have just paid the resort fee if you're someone who, who utilizes these things. You know, another, they, they, they're they even, there's like um, all the, I mean, just dude, all the fees. Uh, it's literally like, uh, you know, they, they have not only this gas surcharge. There was a, there was one hotel that was had a, you know, a room cleaning surcharge. If you decide... So it used to be uh, you you could have your room cleaned on a daily basis. Now, you only get your room cleaned if you're there for a whole trip once. And some of them only do it when you check in and then when you check out if it's under three days. And if you call for housekeeping, you're going to pay for housekeeping. So pay attention to the cost. Now, the water that comes in your room also is not free. Uh, so walk your ass down to the 7-Eleven. Or grab yourself some some water because if you move that water, and a lot of times they'll have a collar water. Can you imagine that water? I get it. Lake Mead is a little dry. You know, we're trying to preserve the water that we can. But uh, that used to be like a thank you for visiting. You know what's you know what's amazing? I'm I'm always amazed that the soap is still free. Like you know, little soap bottles. Like I can imagine, like the hard soap they give you that for free. But you know, the little Soft soaps and the the, the sh- shampoos, those are those are all free, and they, they let you take those with you. you put, I got a whole bag, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got a I got a collection, dude, because it's good stuff, dude. They got like they got like primo. I, I wonder if they just get that for free, and they they find it hard to like you know resell. I'm assuming that they get that for free because then you you use it and you go home and you're like, because oh. I've gotten a Neutrogena one. I got a whole bag of Neutrogena from the same damn hotels. I won't tell you which one, but those are nice, dude. I don't even need to buy any of them. I got like a year's supply. Good, good stuff. And back when I had less hair, dude, that was really got me over. Why are you
0: going to hotels that often?
1: I mean, you know, sometimes you got to go to a hotel, buddy. Sometimes you got to get out of the house, dude. Okay? All right? I'm just saying. The great thing about Vegas is staycations, dude. I will say, I will say I'm in. I'm in on the staycation. I like to go down every now and then and just pretend I'm a tourist on the strip. That's the thing. No, 100%. And then I milk that resort for you. You got to believe. I go down there with my, you know, my get my locker, put my nasty feet in their little pool, scare a few, uh, spa people. (laughs) All right, you ready? How are uh, we doing? Well, we have two more Super Chats. Oh, my God. Robert Barron gave Mr. us $5. B. Uh, says,
0: thank you, Dave, for confirming my appointment. Looking forward to it.
1: Oh, thank you, sir.
0: <laughs> Greg gave us $5. Says, if casinos could, would they stop having table games? Casinos have to pay dealers, pay out mistakes and cheating.
1: Yep. Do casinos That's a, that's make a enough really make good question. Tables? I'm going to ask, answer that, right? Is Okay, what's the other one? Shall I answer that right now? Yeah, they're, they're asking if casinos make enough on tables. So... I, I had this really, really interesting conversation. So we have a dealer school, right? And our, our, always our biggest worry is that they're going to limit tables. And they're gonna start knocking out tables. And during the pandemic, Caesars, for example, got rid of 30 tables. And they were like, oh crap, here it comes. Casinos are gonna start, you know, because of the pandemic, they want less human interaction. They're gonna have ETGs everywhere. They just wipe them down and let the next person play. You know, they don't, and they can save money. They don't have to have the dealers play. The thing is, is that, you know, and, and by the way, I had this conversation on with a LinkedIn uh, network, uh, uh, you know, person that I, I, I've i networked with who happens to be at the head of a, a, a slot manufacturer who may he's in the business of making EDGs. But strangely enough, he's also he also recognizes that the casino is is really the the table games is the heart of the casino. So having that front line of service, having that front line of dealers, having those games there adds more than just to the bottom line. It adds a an element of of, you know, of of service, you know, makes it a real casino. When you walk into a casino that has no table games, it it feels different. It, it you interact with it differently. It's it's a whole different type of thing. And strangely enough, people still are more willing to buy in at larger amounts of money when there's a dealer Uh, And if it's a game that has a, you know, a a frontline dealer, then then a, a slot machine. So slot machines, not all the ETGs, by the way, there's certain types of ETGs where people have come to actually upgrade their bets and buy in more. Uh, but for the most part, most of the people that buy in, uh, buying on ETGs to play ETGs regularly have a whole different relationship with the machine. They're more like slot players than they are table game players. And a lot of people that you know, for us that are table game players, I, I really, very rarely touch an ETG. I just have no interest. Um, I don't. I don't see myself. I, I have bought in for let's say you know ten dollars, twenty dollars on a blackjack ETG. Uh, I, I played a f- uh, some of the stadium seating uh, games for roulette, this kind of thing, uh, back when they were being considered, and, and I was a consultant, so you know I was getting some interactive uh, elements. But interestingly, a lot of us that are table game players, we don't we don't understand some of the, the fundamentals that are that are playing out with these these electronic table games, and so. The, 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 the question is, is, is the table games make money? And yes, they do, especially when people aren't paying attention. And most people just aren't paying attention. I mean, the fact is, is single zero roulettes get really busy and more casinos are moving, you know, to having a single zero roulette game. And so what they do is they, they make, uh, not single zero, I'm sorry, triple zero. So more triple zero uh, games. And, and, you know, interestingly, they make these triple zero games a lower limit game. To give as many people access to lower the barrier, and so more people play them because it's a cheaper game to play. Look at six to five blackjack tables or even money blackjack tables on lower limit games. You want to get to a $5 table, even a $3 table at some casinos. Sure, they're going to give you even money blackjack. Listen, uh,. That's not a thing. I mean, to stay away from that game. Don't play that game. And and it it becomes a thing because you're willing to play the game. You want to be in action. Not necessarily you, but a person wants to be in action. People see these low limits. Uh, They lose their minds. They go on tilt. They're obviously not very well informed. And so they sit down and play these games. And guess what? Because they play these games, casinos add more of them. They're like, oh, my God. I'm a genius. I got people to play $5, and they're getting even money blackjack. How wonderful. Or six to five blackjack. You asked me if some of the most popular pits here in Vegas are party pits or dancing pits. Uh, you get to sit down and play with a pretty girl and who dances. you know. And uh, you get paid six to five. You get the worst blackjack game possible. And meanwhile, most of the time, you, you don't care. You're not even focused. And or, maybe or sometimes you, even money. Uh, or even money. And, and, you know, you're distracted. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, this is a lot. And uh, again, the, the overarching thing here is, is the bean counter element is quite literally the, all of the data and, and the fact that for most people literally don't care. Most people are looking for, you know, some type of entertainment. They see gambling as a loss up front. They're not trying to create any opportunity for themselves. And so, you know, this, this is the play. And casinos, had now that they have access to just reams of data, um, they have, you know, solely exploited this and, and, and worked this out now. So, tables definitely make money. And if you look at it from the casino's point of view, dealers' minimum wage, you know, yes, you got to pay benefits, but it's a, it's a, it's a cheap sale. Uh, what gets expensive is some of the tech. So if you incorporate a lot of the tech and you have a lot of license, to pay a minimum wage dealer to stand up and shoot out some cards. And if you have enough traffic on that game, that's you're, you're, you're making some decent money. Now you throw in a lower limit, you pay six to five or even money, you're making more money. And in many cases, you're making more money than the ETGs, right? So uh, interestingly, after the pandemic, because we all thought, that the etgs were going to make a big play the one thing i did know was skill based games were not going to be that wasn't going to be the death of vegas there are there are people who are tooting those as the coming of you know someone that's not a thing we went to play those games and quite frankly the people that have money are in a different age category if everybody if everybody gambling was 21 years old and was working joysticks all day they might have worked out to be you know a thing. But the fact is, most of us are older. We're not waiting to play some skill set game where you can win some mini jackpot every now and then because you know what's going to happen. You know, 95% of us who have the actual money to play these machines are, are not going to be able to manipulate the game and win that little bonus that's set aside for the skill based win. And then some little guy, some little guy, some menace like Dennis will walk up and whack it. And the rest of us are going, What the hell, dude? No, no, that's exactly what happened. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Not, meanwhile, we can't even understand how the hell we're supposed to win anyways, you see. Uh, we took a tour of that factory. By the way, that guy might not even be out and about. That guy might have been locked up for a minute. But anyways, I uh, don't know something else. Well,
0: really quickly, I have
1: yes. a, we have a $5 super chat Holy from Thomas.
0: Thank you, Thomas. He said, uh, tried the double tap,
1: had a nice win. Thank you for sharing the system. Yep, double tap is fantastic, dude, 100% craft there's no better opportunity than a craft table i don't care what anybody says how i mean you got to look for uh i mean if you want to count cards you know what i mean if yeah you but, suck, but then you count, run the risk of being 86 like you know what i'm saying that's true and you gotta have your ass. the thing about blackjack and that you know the whole apprentice thing is that you have to you have your ass in your seat for a very long time uh to to run a black t- or just be really flipping lucky you know now with automatic shufflers good luck it's not a thing if you want to create opportunity opportunity comes from a hand and that's from uh, you know someone who's been doing this for a very long time the biggest swing wins i will tell you and i will tell this to everybody that comes in here is um is on a crap table and betting on a hand uh so you know we can we can go back and forth but in the years all the years that i have been uh in in this game in this business that's where where the yield is but anyways all right but that's another episode one of these days i should just do dice with david for everybody you know what i mean I swear to god just do that change blow everybody's mind right here on the podcast to boom or, or or just pay and come down and see me you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's good too all right um all right we moving on so so tables aren't going anywhere and by the way caesars put back those tables they renovated put back the tables because ultimately that's the gaming win that's it and unless uh, there was someone who, who talked about, earlier bets. about, you know, a lot of these side bets that are people love the side bets. Anytime they put something extra in front of you and it looks attractive and it's got big numbers, it's a terrible bet. You know what I mean? It's just a terrible bet. The field is a terrible bet. It looks so inviting. Everybody loves the field. They incorporate the field. They got all those numbers. It's, it's not a good bet. It's a terrible bet on a crap table. It's actually not a good bet compared to like Keno, <laughs> uh, especially if it's double, triple, 2.7. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So there's uh, there are bets. But again, it comes down to being informed. Look at Crapless Craps is making a run. Crapless Craps. And you know why it's making a run? Because the hold on Crapless Craps is so much higher than normal Craps because you know what people are doing? People are betting on the outside because they have these big fat numbers next to them and these big fat payoffs, and they're they're calling themselves extreme shooters, which you know maybe they are, maybe it seems that way. Casinos are loving it. You know Bob Stupak is quite literally doing somersaults in his in his grave right now. I'm I'm sure he misses the you know the because he tried to promote that game. Nobody wanted it. It was a gimmick game. Nobody wanted to play it. Nobody wanted to host it. And now. It's in a casino near you. It's quite literally going into most strip casinos. I'm going to have to start teaching crapless. I've held out for the longest time, but I'm going to have to start teaching crapless craps because so many casinos are incorporated. We've been asked several times if I teach crapless craps. I'm really hoping that I can change the curve, get enough people educated on playing actual craps and going for the bigger wins, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's easy, by the way, if you become a crap dealer to transition to crapless craps. You just add in the outside. There's there's no don'ts, obviously. So, you know, it's not the worst thing. All right, what do you got? Then I'll move on to my next category. Oh, uh, We have Derek. Gave us five bucks. Derek? Yeah. Not the Derek? The, the oh Derek. Oh, my God. He still owes me a dinner, dude. What the hell is this guy even showing his head for? What's going on? Is it enough to buy cod? Uh well it's five bo- it's five dollars that'll get you a cod sandwich in uh in UK that's not enough that's not enough five dollars is not gonna cut it
0: he said I need to see a new vlog content called David exploring the casino
1: of the world I know hey you know what we're gonna do by the way we are gonna start branching out and visiting some casinos around town And we're going to uh, we're thinking about doing stealth visits so that we can be honest because quite I mean let's be realistic if we go there and we say hey we're on the way, let's get a table, we got to do some, you know, we got to kiss a little ass, and it's really, really hard for me to kiss any ass, I, I, I tell the truth at my own risk, uh, quite literally all the time, and uh, I just, you know, I just can't do anything else, to be honest with you, I mean, unless it's, if it's a great experience, it's a great experience, if it sucks, it sucks, dude. And I'm just so tired of truth is truth will set us free. We have built this entire entity on truth. You know what I mean? So we're going to go to these casinos and we'll we'll rate them, judge them, put them in the books let you know how they play out. My, my one thing with uh, some of the casinos is their paybacks are absolutely damn right awful. It's almost like theft. Uh, and I, I really believe that, you know, you should still offer value. Like, I don't understand. Like, that's how you create customer loyalty. Why don't I mean, you don't you don't have to give it away. But come on, give something out. You know what I mean? All right, what else we got? Uh, can I move on? Well, we have one more $5 super chat Ooh, from one Ricardo. More, one more. Said
0: five hundred uh, and twenty-five dollars with the finding the G-spot roulette strategy. Thanks, man. Oh. Which one was that? Was
1: I on that one? No, that was one of Timmy's. Little bastard. He's still being a little bastard. He's not even with us anymore. He's still a little bastard. By the way, we love Timmy. Wish him all the best. He's in Japan. Every now and then he texts me to say wave hello. Hi, Timmy. And, uh, you know, he's one of my favorite people. He did a lot for us to start. He has a brilliant mind. Uh, and now he's on to, uh, you know, starting his own family. So, you know, fantastic. All right. Where are we at? Uh, what ruined Vegas? Are you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for you. I was just like. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you ready? What ruined Vegas? Um, okay. This one is going to be a toughie for me. Um, so, so it's not really a toughie, but we got to blame each other. We really got to blame each other. Uh, you know, players have really gone along with a lot of this. We, we haven't even put up much of a stink. We just keep doing, you know, what we're used to doing. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why Casino Quest came into existence a, a long time ago. And the idea of it, no, I never thought that this would come to fruition, by the way. Never thought that I would be here. But I had an, I had a, a, a friend of mine was involved as a hotel uh, a, a manager for a big hotel here on this trip. And one of these days one day we were talking with each other about how basically you know when people come to Vegas they don't even ask anymore they just take it. They, they, it used to be when you were di- you were a discerning, player you're a discerning visitor you wanted a room with the view and you wanted to know you know what kind of amenities and you wanted to know where you're going to go eat you just have this whole conversation now people come here and they just they just suck it up they they don't they don't feel like there's a lot of flexibility they get what they get they don't there, there's, there's not all the demands that are made and so ultimately the casinos that just keep pushing the envelope, not just the casinos, the hotels and, and the people that are the entry level, the, the lower tier, the mid tier player has been slowly just eviscerated. Like if, if you came to Vegas years ago where you had $10,000, for example. You wanted to be picked up at the airport, maybe, or maybe you drove here. But when you got here, you wanted to go limo ride to Batistas. Remember when Batistas was on that was on the uh, the menu? You could actually get comped outside the casino. They didn't just comp you inside the casino. They would comp you to a restaurant that you wanted, a Pepper Mill, Batistas. I got comped to Batistas one time. Batistas Hole in the Wall, by the way, behind beside behind Bally's, from from another hotel. Actually, it wasn't my comp. It was someone I was with who was playing more money, but um. We used to come with, with expectation. If I'm going to come to your casino, in fact, I know somebody used to come at 10000 He would call around. He's like, listen, I got $10,000 burning a hole in my pocket. This is I want to go and I want to have this type of contract bet. I want to have this type of game activity. And he was up now. Mind you, this is 30 years ago. Maybe that amount would have gone up. But those people are gone. That, that, that whole level of play, that whole level of engagement, for the most part, is gone. Casinos now have the player's card. In fact, many casinos have eliminated... The host level, so the hosts that, that many of us or many people who have played at that level used to communicate are, are no longer there. We have to deal with a whole nother level, or we have to get to a whole nother level before we find that kind of amenity rich conversation that we used to have. So when we come to Vegas now, we just we get hit with the you know we wait in line for hours to check in. Then we get hit with the you know the resort fee and we sort of accept that as you know one of these incidental things. And then if we look further, there's other there's other oh, fees. Sometimes there's other things: oh, turn down service, lip service, you know what I mean? Hershey on my pillow service. I mean, there's a lot of services being paid for up front. And then ultimately, um, you know, we we just take what we get. You know, we we go out to the casino and instead of you know being educated, we 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 have this experience that's sort of very linear that, that the casino just pushes out at us we, a lot of times in fact many times we end up at a casino that has you know a lot of the same slot machines because we're all addicted to buffalo or or some one of the newest ips so so we're not going there for too much selection you know what so the experience has been kind of just given to us and this is what we've come to expect and this is what we've we've come to know and um, we don't do a lot about it You know, uh, you know, we talk about like there's there's many of us that are on this channel that are more educated as as gamblers, as players. And we look for games that have a better edge and and, and, you know, create opportunity for us. And then uh, it's kind of this. We're a bit disgusted when we see the single uh, not singles. I'm always going singles at triple zero roulette wheels uh, and people maxing out all the side bets. I I was I was dealing blackjack one day at a local casino and it was five dollars. It was a five dollar game and twenty five dollar limit on. They had three side bets. And this, this woman was betting $25 on the side bets and $5 on her main hand. Uh, she was all about it, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, she just she just literally was going for these big wins. She saw, she, In her mind, that was the opportunity. There was no opportunity for, you know, what was she going to make, even money or, you know, blackjack when she could win 20-to-1 on her $25 bet. It made no sense for her to bet more money on, on the actual blackjack to her you follow and so and the casinos just here you go honey here's your buffet coupon we love having you thanks for coming and and this is literally this is this is what goes on all the time you know people are just sort of taken in and and the experience is sort of just divvied out and there's not a lot of feedback there's not a lot of you know constructive criticism uh so you know I, I think i think a lot a lot has come down to us you know if we're not willing to to provide feedback if we're not willing to um complain you know uh we just take it and move on and it hurts right? well you
0: vote with your wallet right if you go there and you play a triple yeah. zero game they're gonna put more triple zero games there
1: yeah no 100 percent yeah the more people that play i I'm, I'm amazed there's a casino now that their crapless craps is busier than their regular crap table and no one cares man i, I had one person two weeks ago ask me what the uh you know what the casino's edge was it's a little over five percent on a crapless craft table it could be less than one percent on a regular craps list crap i mean a regular crap table i mean you know what i mean i it, it's like uh not to mention that if you're talking about creating opportunity your investment on crapless crafts to go across is much higher on a five dollar minimum game whatever the minimum is so you, you it, it's harder to create as much opportunity as fast as possible unless of course someone's rolling twos back to back that's the guy this is what i'm saying so this is what this is that that mentality that 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 exists is where people feel like hey what if i catch a roll where some guy rolled 10 aces in a hand i'm gonna make so much money fantastic uh you might as well play wheel of fortune or come play kino with me we'll have a fantastic time together winning non-stop we'll be winning non-stop it'll be a wonderful experience and we'll, we'll just love it all right what else well, uh, Derek
0: gave us a five-dollar super chat. Said, uh, "When are we gonna go to Japan to give uh, to me hell?"
1: We should wait for him to have kids, dude. We should literally wait for him to have the kids.
0: We're, we're playing the long funny? game.
1: Yeah, we're playing the long game. We really are, dude. Because I think they're gonna start spitting them some out pretty quick. And it's no longer gonna be Daddy David. It's gonna be Uncle David. Uncle David is coming to town. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a long boat ride to Japan. Just so you know, because. Uh, uh, I mean, I'd have to take a flight, I guess. Oh, good Lord. That's a long-ass flight. I'm wearing a light preserver the whole time, just so you know. I'm going to wear a light preserver. <laughs> I'm going to have a light preserver. I'm going to be that guy with the backpack that's really a parachute and a life preserver. Uh, oh, my time. God. Greg, I might bring my own oxygen as well.
0: Go ahead. Greg is a member for five months. He uses a you know, CG chat thing. Yes. We, he says, we have two casinos opening, American Place and Hard Rock. In the next few years, how long will the honeymoon phase last? Slot playing, paying free uh, play, etc.
1: Yeah, so I, I will say this: if you have a new casino opening, definitely join their players club. They tend to give out a lot more cash back right away. It makes it incentivizes the relationship. In fact, in many cases, you don't have to play a whole lot of money. You just go there the very first day, play at the highest potential limit that you will, and you can max out cash back for as long. I mean, the, so the algorithm for that is very generous, at least at first, because they 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 are they're willing to invest up front in building that player catalog so so really the key is play at when i say the highest level like if you're someone you know don't come in and you know tease the machines with five dollar bills if you're someone that is capable of playing 100 200 500 whatever just play that the first day max out the points and you will for at least the next couple months you're going to be rolled into whatever whatever benefit they have we've done that recently and it has worked out fantastically holy smokes if you haven't already go down to resorts world sign up with their players card uh, go in there we played like 300 bucks the very first day now we got to play quite a while because dennis couldn't stop winning and so yeah that happened and and we've been getting 125 dollars in cash back every week since then And we haven't, you know, we we dunked it the other night, so two weeks later we came in another couple hundred for for the thing. But, I mean, for the most part, really super generous. That's not going to last. I remember when the, um, and any time a casino redoes their player's card, when the Cosmo, the Cosmo went through this period of time, where they um, they started out one way and then of course they went for local play and they, and they changed the direction. So if you see where they're making a concerted effort to build their, their player catalog, that's the time to really you know go down and play. if you're someone that likes to play take that opportunity, put some coin in and and just sit back and roll over. So some of these are lag by a couple months but this uh, but, but nowadays these, these player tracking are I wouldn't say real time but they they convert these types of opportunities very quickly. Some of them are very robust. So you could get benefits like, you know, the next week like we have. I mean, we go to resorts, as long as we keep using that cash back, it looks like we, we keep getting the same benefit the very next week over and over and over again. So we've been running down there on Sundays. The other day we went with zero money, zero money. We just played the cash back and the very next week. Boom, same level of cash back already there. So um, I, I, here's what I will tell you about the Seminoles boy, woof, wow. Uh, God, the, the paybacks, geez, they got to change that for the strip. They, I can't imagine they're going to do anything close to what they do in Florida. For you people in Florida, don't hate me. Don't hate me, but wow, those saw machines are terrible, dude. I, we we I, So I was going through the hard rock in Tampa and I was literally pressing through to the paybacks and I was very disappointed. Even high limit machines, $5 machines and paybacks were literally damn near awful. If you play on a machine that gives you your money back, uh, that's anything like uh, an Kino machine, I should say. It's uh, terrible, terrible. Avoid that with all costs. If you're playing on a localized machine and they don't have any posted uh, paybacks, then you're you're getting screwed over, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I I will say I was I couldn't believe it. I I, I couldn't believe it. I I don't want to repeat all of it here, but oh my god, I really hope they change that tonight. I'm not looking forward to the mirage um becoming hard. I'm, th- I'm sure it'll be a fantastic tourist destination and i'll be honest with you i i know this a lot of these uh, indians are very good casino operators they do a wonderful job uh they employ lots of people they're very good with benefits you know i know a lot of dealers are very loyal to these kinds of operations and but but i think there has to be you know a balance there there are players too and just because players don't know doesn't mean they have to be abused you know what I mean? I don't want to have to walk into a casino every time and read the small print to know what I'm getting into. I want to go in with a reasonable expectation as a gambler of sort of maxing out. I, listen, I go into a casino and I recognize I'm not going to win most of the time. I'm I'm leaving that. There's my donation. I'm happy to know that. That's where. You know, I don't have a problem with gambling, right? And we, we re- very definitely recommend you only gamble with the money that you have to spend, the only money that you have to deserve. Instead of going to dinner, instead of going to a show, I have money that I go to gamble, and I expect to leave it. But I also expect that I'm going to have the best possible experience I can. And that means, you know, a potential payback, some wins. I, I, I want to I interact with dealers that are nice and friendly. They don't have to be the best dealers. They don't have to be the most experienced dealers. I'm okay dealing with break-ins. I have a bit of patience being, you know. But uh, I, I definitely have I have expectations. My expectations are high, and that's where that's what Casino Quest was originally. So uh, I'm gonna get back to my friend. Uh, I, I heard a couple dings, but here I'm gonna I'm gonna write a note because if I segue again, uh, there we go. Go ahead.
0: Two super chats. Mm-hmm. Another Derek uh, five dollar super chat. Wow. He said, David, will you be going to the F1 uh, race when it comes to Vegas? Uh,
1: 100. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I was not expecting that. You know what's interesting? I was not expecting that either. Uh, but I want to go for the uh, the <laughs> the the food, dude. The free food. You just sit there in the parking lot. Oh. You kidding me? These people roll up with uh, with grills <laughs> and they're making burgers and they're doing. Yeah, the oh, real reason comes uh, out. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't want to be in the. I don't want to be in the stands, dude. Uh, that's too loud for me. I gotta wear. I gotta wear my my hearing is already not so good. But oh my god, those kinds of events. People come at their RVs and they cook out and they invite you in. And the next thing you know, uh, oh god, I could go so off the rails with this. But let's just say there's a lot of fun in the parking lots of those types of events. F1 comes to town, dude. That's where you want to be. Uh, everybody will tell you that. Are you kidding me? You, you. By the way, you can get so fat in the parking lot of these F1 events. It's not even funny, dude. You chocolate cake and and hamburgers and hot dogs all day long and good stuff good stuff some of the best like coleslaw and potato salad you'll ever have dude swear to God I could probably get a date in a few of these places too at least for the for the event you know while the event's going on you know what I mean all right well, you ready
0: uh, I have a couple more super chats oh God wow really uh, fantastic Go I'm gonna butcher this name of uh, Vitana. Vitana? Okay. I'm gonna that, I, Dennis and David Coming uh, coming the end of the month to rock some crafts now. You guys inspire me
1: to learn. Yes. Uh, Mandalay Bay, uh, a decent spot to
0: play? Question
1: mark? Yes. Great dealers. Really fun people. I like Mandalay Bay a lot. And uh, I love the fact that they've lowered the bar for hiring people. And so, yes, 100%. Love Mandalay Bay. It's a beautiful casino. I really wish. I think they're I, – I know that a lot of their high-limit play, it kind of went. You know, they had that terrible tragedy there some years ago, and that's that's – been over their heads. They've been talking about how they address it, but it's a beautiful property, dude. Uh, I the they have a buffet there. I'm not sure. Do they still have the buffet that used to be fantastic? It was a they they had a a, a lunch buffet. Uh, so yes, 100%. And and they don't always have the highest limit tables too. They'll come down to 10, 15 bucks, right? I'm, I'm I thought someone told me 10,
0: maybe 15. I mean, uh if you're gonna learn, if you haven't learned at all, you should come to Casino mm-hmm. Quest first. Uh. Yes. You know for 20 dollars well, an know. hour you they can know. learn I'm how a- to play the table game
1: yeah 100 all right what else you got i gotta get back to my um my hotel manager one because he went he became the executive uh he became one of the highest level exec he was a friend of mine started out low place like me he goes he was much smarter than me went to a really nice college moved up the ranks and i gotta tell you how how that
0: evolved go ahead what do you got we got two more super chats. uh pit boss john our pit boss john uh Says bad news for Florida, tight slots. Good news for Florida, huge fun night state.
1: Yeah, do that. Rent your own games and have fun and raise some money for charity. That's a lot better way to play, by the way. You know, stay away from those damn slot machines out there. Holy crap! Me and me and John are, and, and you know, by the way, that's I'm gonna segue a little bit. Not so much. It's not gonna be like a commercial, but I'm really gonna talk about. This interesting relationship I had with a big executive with the big casino, and this is how I, I got some of my own jobs. And it was, um, and it really is about the ruination of, of, you know, how Vegas really turned for many of us. You know, you know, a, a part of what ruined Vegas for me was a lot of these beautiful casino floors that that I enjoyed. And, and the way that, you know, you interacted with the casino ha- has changed over time. But that's not really the ruination of Vegas. I mean, I recognize that, you know, casinos evolved, the, the table floors. I, I really love the old uh, Sahara. We have, we have one of their sh- chandeliers. Um, uh, I used to know a, a pit boss. Some of you may have, uh, know him from the Gold Coast. His name was Steve Murphy. He ended up uh, pit boss over there at uh, Sahara for a long time. And I got to run into him uh, before, you know, that was everything was changed. So I, I missed that big, big pit and all the chandeliers, the long bar and just all that vibrance and noise and, and just all in a line. The Dunes was like that, too. It was just this massive, you know, busy uh, way ahead of its time, by the way. They had this lattice roof that was so cool. And of course, you know, that that, um yeah, they're no longer here. Uh, but anyways, all right, you ready? All right, I'm gonna get Wait, to the story. Okay, last one, last one. Go. Cindy Smith
0: gave us five dollars. Says Thanks. best game in town is your place and cannot beat the entertainment. We sure do miss you guys. Uh, planning, you. uh,
1: planning our next trip now. Fantastic. Yeah, we uh we're getting busier, so this is good. We're getting busier. Yeah, and we're coming to uh we're probably gonna be uh, visiting Oklahoma in a few weeks, uh, most likely after. Well, not most likely after our. A, uh, our our um, our event and so we're looking to expand the school and we're looking to help uh, some casinos over there train some dealers and have a bit of a, a little bit of a casino quest experience as well okay so let me get back to how the the, 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 the vision of casino quest came from basically the ruin of Vegas so I'm having this conversation and this person, this executive was commiserating about how, you know, you can't take, you you can't create, it's so hard to create these low-level players, new players. So it used to be that Vegas was always so obsessed with, we need to keep the new players, we need to keep the new players coming. But of course, that's changed because it's not just about casino anymore. It's about people come here just for the food or the pools. And so, so that whole dynamic has changed. That whole relationship with the consumer has changed over time because we come here for many different reasons. Vegas used to be the destination for gambling. Now it's the destination for damn near everything. It's a destination for food. It's, I mean, food. A lot of great food. Oh my God! I'm I'm on a I'm going to share this diet with you if it works out. I'm on this I'm on this interesting uh, diet. Uh, but opportunity to try diversify, which it's not. A, that's not a bad thing. It's good to be. It's good to be diversified. You know, we don't want everybody just coming here to donk it out and DJ and and play the games. I mean, we like that people come here for the food. We we like this. Uh, you know, diverse sort of city that we become. Uh, we we even have uh, some factories here now. We've diversified our economy a little bit, not so much, but we're we're working in that direction. So that's all a good thing. But so. When Vegas was obsessed with creating new players, you know they used to roll out the red carpet. There were a lot of ways to come to Vegas and just to at least start your experience very affordably. So they used to have, you know, uh, some free room nights or discounted room nights, and in many cases, these players comes came with you know matching buy-ins or starter buy-ins where their first hundred dollars basically was free or fully rebatable. so if you if you what they one of the casinos out here it was such a great uh, promo they no longer have it but when you sign up at the players card they would basically give you a hundred dollars in credits to run down the machine and then anything the machine paid out above that hundred dollars you got to keep that was your money to start your experience and then in many cases you came to you came to a casino and they gave you a coupon book with match plays which encouraged you to play different games and then they had the learning games and things like this of course the learning games didn't make a lot of sense to me anyways because casinos only taught you what they wanted to what they wanted you to know and as we know most of that is crap so <laughs> you know uh, but anyways uh, but you know the, the coupon books are gone, and if you if you ask for a coupon book, they mostly laugh at you. The, the last place I know that had a coupon book here in town was the Wild Wild West on Trop. Uh, does anybody remember uh, that? That uh, it's now uh, it's not part of the Station Casinos, and uh, but but before that, uh, it was um, God, I, I forget what it was called. But anyways, they used to have a a coupon book, and it was fantastic because I used to have a friend. It was a trucker. Every time he would stay there he would call me and let me know he had the Denny's coupon (laughs) because they have a Denny's there. And so I used to be able to go to Denny's and get a twofer. There was a twofer coupon. It was fantastic. But all that stuff stuff is gone now. So they, they don't incentivize play. They don't incentivize a relationship. When you come to a casino, you start out at the lowest tier. You need X number of points to get to the next tier. People laugh at you when they see your low-tier card plugged into the machine. Maybe the cocktail waitress doesn't spend as much time on you, you know what I mean? Not saying that that actually happens, but you know, the, the relationship is different and the way you evolve as a player, the way you evolve, I mean, a lot of people don't even evolve. There, there's no there's no start. If you don't have that craps coupon or you, know, you don't even know that that's a potential opportunity for you, then you're just stuck doing other things and coming for other reasons. And so anyway, so this boss was commiserating about how all that experience has been lost and just been driven out, that they, the casinos have no motivation. And it, it goes so far as to they gave up informing people. So, so they made the actual decision, some, some pretty big casinos, by the way, Instead of giving you what the feeling was that if they gave you too much information you would find things So as the internet evolved and people were looking up everything and researching their vacation The casinos got to a point where they withheld information because they didn't want you to see or research something That would turn you away from the property So for example if you came across a property that had like a restaurant you liked they stopped they stopped putting the prices of the meals Online, so that that wasn't a thing that prevented you. So you would just show up or make a reservation, not ask how much it costs or whatever. I'd just sort of end up there and be like, voila, it costs more than you want to spend. But but you didn't, you weren't given that information up front to where you know you were able, you were, you made a decision not to go. And so and that was the case with basically everything. You know, if they didn't have something that really was outstanding, like the room size. So if you go, some of the casinos would be like, yeah, I got this big fat room and it's the biggest or second biggest room on the strip, or it's got a pool in the middle of the room, they they don't wanna tell you that. They're not gonna tell you, yeah, we have the smallest room on the strip to share with you. No, they're gonna paint it in a light, they're gonna film it in a way that makes it as attractive as possible, and they're only gonna give you the information they feel that won't take away from your decision to stay there. When beforehand, you know, that was never a thing. Now, interestingly, you go to Expedia, or a lot of these travel sites, and they throw this information in there, and they have people on the ground collecting data, which, which I did, by the way. I collected a lot of this data. I actually collected over 300 data points on over 100 resorts here in town. And I visited them, I checkmarked them, and I was able to verify different, even down to which ones gave you uh, fresh air. Uh, So some of them you have to press a button, and the air comes in (laughs) in a wisp, you know, if you want fresh air, because, you know, you're 50 levels up, and they don't want you getting depressed and jumping off, you know what I mean, because, you know, this has happened, and so instead, you just press a little button, get some fresh air, get your nose down there, get it close, and, uh, yeah, that's how you get fresh air. You can't even open the damn window anymore, uh, so that's the thing, and then which one of them... You know they got rid of the coffee pot remember the coffee pot that we used to have so we used to go to the room and get some coffee Well you wake up in the morning a lot of us like me i drink six cups a day probably too much okay but uh, now they don't they don't have coffee because they want you to run downstairs and go to starbucks starbucks they've incentivized starbucks so you got to get your ass up and if you're with someone who's also a coffee drinker now you gotta get coffee for two And you gotta go down in, you know, your pajamas or whatever the hell or bright and early because I don't get dressed until I have my coffee, okay? I got things happenings. You know what I mean? I gotta get my coffee. I got about a 30-minute transition period and then I can start, you know, dressing myself. So if I'm in that coffee line you know, I'm, I'm not really alert, awake, or give a shit, to be honest with you. I haven't combed my hair. I got something on. Hopefully, if, if I don't have holes and whatever the hell I'm wearing, so I don't have to embarrass anybody other than myself. But, um, yeah, they, and so, so some of them, by the way, got enough complaints where they put a Keurig, and they'll be like, yeah, here's the Keurig, and here's this pod. But this pod, this one cup of coffee in the pod is going to cost you, more than if you went down to Starbucks to bought your damn coffee, and so someone like me over that two dollar difference is like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go wait downstairs. <laughs> it's brutal, dude. And there's a few places where the wait, you know, it, I won't tell you which casinos, but if you're if you're in town and you're on a staycation and it just happens to be a convention at the same hotel that you're doing the staycation at, and now you have to wait 45 minutes, and the one dude up front at the top of the line has decided to use this moment. To have a nervous breakdown and, you know, just complicates matters. You know what I'm saying? Complicates matters. But anyways, where was I? Uh, do we have anything? Because I need I, – my lips need a break, dude. <laughs> you need I know. a break? Oh, I know. my God. God. I'm a dead space filler, buddy. Go ahead. What do you got? Uh, Do we have any no questions way. yet?
0: Yeah. Ortiz says, does the seal still have the same value it used to? Do the which? The Theo.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean – at, at a certain level so if you're under a certain threshold it's not gonna matter everything goes in as points so if if you play at a really high theo and you also have a lot of money to dock i mean if you're just a hundred dollar bill and you you know you're just not very well informed and you have a, have a there's a higher theoretical win for the casino you know what i mean they just you just get points for a hundred dollar bill you know with based on the game that you're playing i mean no one really cares now. If you're a $10,000 player at the Strat and your Theo is over 70%, like we have, we have a player, then yeah, they're like, hey, we got a room. <laughs> Maybe not the best room, but, and, and you know, there are still some casinos who comp outside with a, with a player experience comps outside of the, a, a, of the player card. They use a player card to provide direction, but they will have a marketing department or they will have someone who you can talk to directly at a certain level. Now, $10,000 at some casinos doesn't move the needle. Other casinos, it will. So, you know, your, your results may vary. I tell everybody, if there's a potential to have a host, just ask what that opportunity is. And it never hurts to say hello. Even if you're a young person, maybe you're, 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 you're not going to be a young person forever. <laughs> maybe. And uh, so, so later on in life, you run into the same dude who was a casino manager of a big hotel. And he's now your host. And you said hello to him many years ago. And he was uh, a big boss, and now he's the uh, he's a host at a local casino, and he's not embarrassed at all. He's fine. He's just fine. He's worked himself as far down the road as he could. <laughs> ah, that's being maybe a petty. Oh my God, that guy uh, he used to give me so much crap. By the way, what do you got? This question was just
0: an interesting one. Do casinos still use handlers for bigger players? They use which one? Handlers.
1: Oh, I mean, it, it like a valet or or I mean yes. Yeah, so if you are a big enough player a lot of casinos actually have referred to will refer big enough players to independent concierge service if they don't have the amenities in house Uh, but yes so uh, you know a lot of the bigger bigger casinos definitely have uh, so valet staff or someone that that can uh, accommodate Uh, if you're a big enough player you you might get someone who will drive you carry your bags and pretty much you just make the vacation just effortless you don't you don't see those at lower level play anymore you don't see a mid-level play All right, so uh, what else we got any other questions um the handler thing was nice you know i met uh, carrie packard's valet once and i also met um uh, i met the valet for uh dave thomas dave thomas's valet uh and you guys know that experience uh and that was true so you know you if you want to reserve your own side of a a a craft table very often it's more than 500 dollars you can't do it for less than five hundred dollars or even a thousand dollars a lot of places bigger casinos will ask for a certain amount of money in order for you to reserve you can do that by the way so if you have ten thousand dollars for example and you're at a mid-tier or low-tier casino most likely they will reserve either half the table or the whole table just for you just for you your table you just ask now bigger casinos not so much if they're slinging thousand dollar checks it's not going to be a thing ten thousand doesn't go very far but if you're a hundred thousand dollar player two hundred thousand dollar player you can create your own experience you know and uh yeah uh if you don't know dave thomas came into other uh, rio many years ago and he wanted uh his, so his valet came up to me i was on second base and he he comes up to me and he's like hey uh well dave thomas came in he puts his hands over he doesn't say anything he's looking down and I it was a thin Dave Thomas. Uh, so it was a thinner. You know, remember we used to watch the commercials, those of us a little older, we would see a little bigger, a little puffier Dave Thomas. This was not the puffy Dave Thomas. This was the 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 salad eating Dave Thomas who stopped eating his own burgers apparently. I don't know. But uh, so he's there, he's got his hands over the table, and then this valet, his valet comes up to me and he whispers in my ear, he's like, Hey, this is Dave Thomas. And I'm like, Oh hi, fantastic. He's like, don't say hello. He doesn't like you to say hello. Don't wish him good luck either. Don't say hello. Don't wish him good luck. And he's like, can I get your boss? And I'm like, sure, I get my boss. So he's right behind, you know, he's right behind. i get you my boss. He's like, yeah, I gotta talk to your boss. I'm like, okay, fantastic, Dave Thomas. And my boss walks up and he walks up the valley and he's like, yeah, he's like, this is Dave Thomas. And he's, and the boss is, my boss is like, oh, by the way, this is a boss that I hated, by the you know, he, he This guy sucked so much. uh, Just sucked a lot. and uh, his But his whole thing was, you know, he was a tough, wannabe, Italian, mafioso pick guy. And so he would go out of his way to piss off players if he could. Like, he, he would deliver service if he had money. He would kiss your ass to the, you know what I mean? He would find every... uh. God, again, I gotta be PC. See, I'm filtering myself today, dude. I'm filtering myself. But, um... Yeah, he was an interesting dude, but, you know, it was great. I was, knowing that he was behind me, and this was the boss, uh, and this guy whispering, I knew it was going to go south. I just knew it, and and of course it did. So he comes up, and this is another thing that's changed, because this, you know, some of this doesn't happen. Having those stories, dude, having some of those bosses, dude, Whoo, none of those. Because now everything has got to be PC. Everybody, everything, you can't touch anybody, you can't say certain things, the whole, everything has changed. Now, not to say that some of that's not for the better, but... You know, having Guido in the back. You know what I mean? Running up the uh, running up the drum. It was always fun to watch, at least. You know what I mean? All right. So this guy was Guido on a whole nother level, dude. Guido, Guido. He wore the whole spit shine crap in his hair. Anyway, so he comes up to the table. And the valet guy is like, hey, this is Dave Thomas. And Guido goes, oh, Dave Thomas. And he's like, okay, what does Dave Thomas want? He's like, yeah, Dave Thomas wants his own side. And he's like, oh, for Dave Thomas. I got you, Dave Thomas. He comes and he gets the reserve sign. Uh, and he puts the reserve. This is when the sign slid in. You know, you didn't need to know the digital thing. You don't have to. Have t- and so the sign slides in as reserve now for Dave Thomas. Ooh. So Dave Thomas and the valet made sure. Yeah, he's like, um, don't wish him good luck. Uh, don't worry. I won't wish him good luck. I'll tell him to suck it instead. You know what I mean? Like. Donk it out, buddy. No luck to you. Okay. Uh, anyways, I got the picture. There was a few people like that. We had this other guy named Neiman. He wasn't even a crass player. He just played roulette, and he would have a rider like this long in the break room. I couldn't believe it. This is yeah. This guy. This guy. This guy. You know what I mean? Like ridiculous. You know. Anyways, stays down five hundred dollars. I don't even take it. I don't even take it. I. I. He's like five hundred bucks here. And by the way, there's other people on the other side, and they're like, "What the hell's going on? We got a game here. Let's get a game because the dice have stopped. We're trying to accommodate. This is Dave Thomas. He's got a buy-in. His valet is here, big important dude. And um, I look up, to, I look up at the valet, and I'm like, "Dude, you can't have a side for 500 bucks, man." And he's like, "But this is Dave Thomas." And I might I tell my boss, and he's like, uh, "He's like, I don't care if it's Jesus Christ." And uh, yeah, five hundred dollars is isn't gonna take it. And Dave Thomas just looks up and he kinda waves his hand, his valet is there, and he's like, It's Dave Thomas, like, dude, no one cares if it's Dave Thomas. Move along. <laughs> take your five hundred dollars and go play some video games. No one cares. It's a crap game. Either get you know, buy in or get the hell off my table. We gotta have a crap table here. It 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 was just always oh, so stunning. All right, anyway, so that's Ruin Vegas. Okay, back. Well, I have two super chats.
0: Oh crap. The sightseeing south gave us twenty dollars. Says Carmel donation heading
1: to Hard Rock Tampa tomorrow. Pray for me and my bank. <laughs> Don't role. play keno, dude. Whatever you do, you know what? It's funny because I I went out there with the highest expectations, and and I really I always had the opinion. So the some so the, the, they reached out to us one time and asked us for dealers, and we're like, sure, you know, if we, if we see know anybody going that way, we'll we'll send them to your way, and and then of course we we never heard from them again, and I actually reached out to them before. We went out there, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to be out there." I was, I was hoping because we, we had – did we start the Vegas cycle. We were thinking about maybe filming some B-roll. We were going to be in the area, go out there. No, this you know, is
0: when we're still doing vlogs on CG vlogs,
1: CG vlogs. Yeah, David, you know, say hello to some, you know, you know, get, you know, say hello, whatever. And they all crickets. It's amazing because on on LinkedIn you can see where they actually read my message and looked up my profile. And then they were like, "Nah, we're out, dude. We don't like this guy. This guy looks I don't know what the hell happened, but they didn't, you know, they were like, it was all crickets." So we went out there anyways, which was probably better than it was crickets cuz oh god. Um I mean, the, the players club was nice. The people were really nice. <laughs> the bathroom Tried really hard there. I know, the bathroom sucked, dude. Apparently before we got in the bathroom, someone had sprayed the walls with all of it. All the walls with you know gross. something it was really gross they i'm the one who very, experienced it okay. and and you know um you know they uh, so i remember the hard rock in vegas i used to live literally right behind the hard rock and uh, in 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 those apartments that 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 were there and they they eventually made everybody move out from behind the hard rock that was in vegas and i used to go there you know i i went to the lucky cafe uh you know and i used to play there all the time the center bar Hang out there. I had so many great memories. I won a few of their pails, and and the the, the whole the whole vibe of the place. So so the th- great thing about Lucky's, if you were there after hours, everything was cheap, dude. Great food, five thousand. I mean, it was just cheap. The whole thing was about getting you in there to sort of enjoy you know the atmosphere. The Hard Rock sold this this whole experience. It wasn't like overtly monetized. There were parts of it that were they had higher limit tables. They had rehab there. They had this uh, pool thing that wasn't cheap to get in there. So there were there were parts of it that they they sort of you know they, they there was lots of demand and so you know they they, they built the price. But for the most part, it was it was experience everybody could you know reach out to. You could go there and they they rotated some of the displays. So uh, I remember when they were celebrating the Jimi Hendrix thing, they had the twenty five dollar checks. I went in there and got some of those. Uh, and the purple haze, they were called the purple haze checks. They're fantastic. I used to have a couple. They were all stolen from me. But I was expecting that. I was expecting them to have created this experience. And, you know, it was nothing like that. We went and saw the, the cafe that they had. It was ridiculously overpriced. I don't understand why everybody thinks that $20 burger, you know, you can't, you can't have like a $10 burger option for the rest of us. Like, how does everybody go in there and just be like, listen, this is my wife, these are my kids, and this is my wallet. Which one of these do you want? Like, how can I get this experience Well, I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna segue now.
0: Huh? Uh, Andrew. Gave us ten Canadian. oh said if you had to choose between these bets, what would, what would you rather make a fifty dollar C or twenty four dollars
1: on the horn with twenty five dollar any craps bet? These are some smart people, dude. These are some so craps you're gonna get 175 dollars straight up horn. You're really going for aces and twelve, and then you're covering, you're, you're mitigating. Uh, what was it? Fifty dollar C and E? Yeah, fifty dollar C and E. So uh, 350 on the 11, I mean, 150. Um, wow. You got to get, I, listen, it's late, dude. You give me a math equation already. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I would just take the horn and parlay. I would just start with a parlay on the horn. I, I, there's no reason. I don't see any reason about a $50 C&E, even if, it was a, even if it was a bet that I could afford or make. If, if I'm looking to create opportunity, I'm just gonna go for a parlay. So I'm going to leave that $24 to to play itself out uh, and uh, parlay it, you know, on the straight up horn. I'll be honest with you, I would just do 25 horn high ace deuce and that I would parlay that to uh, a horn high ace deuce and go for a second roll. that good Did, was that yeah, a, yeah that was good that was good was
0: that a good answer? g gave us a dollar 99 cents was that a good answer? do i know do He's, i know what the hell i'm doing all he right, put he qualify? put a little a little sticker that says wait for it wait for it yeah while you were doing the math because oh, math really? is hard math, math is, is hard. hard yeah anyways let's go back to the original
1: topic back to the original topic oh my god is that uh how original are we what time is it all right ready okay uh i'm gonna i'm gonna get this up so because we're gonna get to the casino quest thing so i want you guys to know the ruination of Vegas. The commiseration of this big executive. I can't I can't mention his name. It was really big executive. And we talked about creating a new player. Well, I wanted to create the player. So he basically said, listen, if you could go out there and start something for the little guy and educate them, empower them, and give them value, the casinos would respond. Like the casinos quite literally respond because casinos wanna fill rooms, they want to get people in. They just don't wanna pay that extreme they just don't want they're not gonna they've already They're they're too far down this other road now so if you can create a way to you know offer amenities offer a service or connection between the player and the casino and so you the idea of casino quest was originally born of that in fact it was known it was a different uh, thing so originally it was Vegas tycoon so Vegas tycoon was I was going to use my connections with this casino specifically and put together special room rates that were devoid of the resort fees and the fees room rates that were very specific. So for example, and not just that, but create a sort of mini package. A lot of people come to Vegas without knowing like what to do, where to go. There's a lot of confusion. Uh, you know you know where do I play like what tables do I play what are the best slot machines there's a constant this is why there's so much there's so much it's amazing you go on YouTube and there's quite literally everybody on their mother you know where to go this time of day where to do it for ten dollars and twenty dollars and you know what I mean so what we were gonna do is we were going to narrow that down you know we were gonna use our connections and, and create this experience so one of the experience, few hotels now and that's genius it's literally right on your phone you've already paid and boom use your phone to access your room but the rest of us we have to wait in line for an hour two hour because we're coming at the same time everybody else is coming and it's a weekend and now we're in there and, and then over there is the vip one and there's like you Know there's three desks and every there's nobody in there, and that's we want to go over there, we want to get that, and we want to expedite our thing. So, how about this? So, one of the things that I was going to do with this connection with this hotel operator was fast track your know, keys, like have you know, because I could I could book let's say 50, 60 people, bring them into Vegas, eliminate the resort fee, and give them. This this access gives us direct access to the hotel to where they didn't have to wait in line. Because no one wants to waste hours. We want to get to our room, settle in and get moving. We want to get out there. We, our room is just a pivot point. We want to get in. Drop off all of our crap and go on and start gambling or go eat or whatever the hell we want to do. We don't want to be tied down with all these sort of nuanced things. You know, how about waiting for your car for half an hour to valet that's full? It's quite stunning. You pay twenty people pay $25 to valet their car and then they gotta wait two hours to get the car back. I mean, you know, so eliminate all these frustrations, aggravations that that have been monetized, by the way. Been completely monetized. Those are at least used to be free. I don't mind waiting around if it's free. But when I gotta be when I gotta pay for this uh, and now I gotta wait around on top of it, you know what I mean it just it's just, it's just, it's just I mean this is what's this is the takeaway this is where Vegas is going We, we waste so much time uh, and, and there's so much to commiserate about where it used to just be you know hassle free. They used to pick you up there this one there was one pro- property they used to check you in at the airport and they got rid of that. you remember that? They used to check you in to your hotel at the airport. Some of them used to provide transportation from the airport to here. Uh, and there's only one. There's only one. Le- unless you get a limousine, unless you're a top tier player, or you just get a limousine, the Aria Sky Suites. That's the last one. If you get if you get one of those big fat suites, they they they'll come pick your ass up, and it's literally, uh, it's this whole beautiful thing. You don't have to worry about checking in. You go right from the airport right to the suite. But it, it's not free. It's gonna cost you a little bit of money. But you don't have to be any kind of player. You just got to be able to afford the damn room. You know what I mean? So you don't, I mean, and if you get the room and you are a big player, that's great too. But if you can pay for the room, you know, all this, but a lot of that stuff used to come, you know, used to get it. Or you could take the hotel, used to have a shuttle. You know, you're staying at whatever hotel, you got on their shuttle, you got shuttled over. It wasn't a big deal. Now you got to wait and you got to wait and you got to wait. And so all these value added parts have been, been eliminated. That's what we want to do. So many people look at our business model and they're like, well, we're just teaching table games. We're only charging 20 bucks if you reserve online. That doesn't pay a lot of bills, there's no doubt. We have some retail that's doing well. We have these we we because we know gaming, we know what you guys want, we, we have at shopcasinoquest.com little plug. So we offer the the felts and things like this that that we and we've gotten the 19 millimeter and we mic those dice by the way. So for any of those, those are asking, so we mic those dice. And they're all within the error threshold of 19. They're all 19 millimeter dice, uh, just, just, so, just so we're clear. They're 19, minimum, 19 millimeter casino grade professional dice, serialized dice that are on our website. And they're still very competitively priced. So we keep those, uh, we keep the, the, the checks here uh, because of our, our students come and we buy them. We want to make sure they stay affordable. But Casino Quest is going to be the bridge So that's the opportunity for us. So this Westgate experience is literally part and parcel to that. So when we went into Westgate, we are like, listen, this is the experience we want to create for our guests. Here's the list of basic stuff. Not a lot to ask for. We're going to fill up your hotel. We're going to fill up your gaming room. We're going to bring a lot of friends. And we're bringing friends that, you know, yes, we want low-level tables, but most of us are willing to play and have fun playing. We're we're not trying to count cards. We're not trying to, you know, milk your, your casino. We're probably going to leave money. We're gonna be like any other regular gambler, but we wanna incentivize the experience, right? So we have VIP check in uh, for our RSVP. VIP check in, that alone is worth some cash. Can you imagine? You're not gonna to have to go through the regular line. You're gonna to go to VIP check in and you're gonna check in very, you're gonna have a player's card delivered to you from, right? You won't have to wait in, in line at the player's club, you know? And you're going to be amongst friends. We're going to create a whole experience. And the rooms that they gave us are free of a resort fee and a lot of this other, you know, a a lot of the other silly stuff. And they gave us a casino rate without any one of us having gambled there. Well, we have gambled there before, but most of us haven't gambled there before. And we got a casino rate because they're trying to attract a new player. And for many of us, that's the win. The win is you're going to end up at a casino that you might not have been. And guess what? If you like the experience, you might go back. And we might have more events there. And we want to do that and replicate that experience over and over and over again. So right now, any time that we can make that, we can avail that. And that's going to be the Casino Quest experience. Anytime we can avail that of our player base, that's what we're going to do. And that's the Casino. The Casino Quest is going to bridge the gap between that new player, that player community, and the Casino itself. And every time me and Alex have an opportunity to sit down with the Casino, guess what we ask for? low table and it's at least to get started right at least to get us started get us into the feel of it right we want to have an event we want to talk to our players we want vip check-in we want great room rate, and and we want the old vegas experience you know what i mean because we're we're going to bring you and as a group now we can get that individually maybe not but as a group as a casino quest as a group that's what we can do and slowly We're building this community, slowly we're making this happen in real time. And that's always been the goal. When we first opened our original location and people like Derek and Mr. B and Alan Toy and all these people that were with us from the very beginning, those people didn't ask us how we we were planning on making our money. Always the answer. And if they did, because a lot of people walked into that old store and be like, "Holy crap! I don't understand. How do you guys survive?" And by the way, have they, you know, they love the conversations, and they're honest. Casinos don't mind honest play. That's the thing. You know, they're, 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 that's the game. The game is let's let's just you know this this is the they love it when you guys you know we we get we get asked a lot do, do casinos have any takeaway from you teaching the game? No, of course not. The same odds apply. You're just better players. You have better opportunities to win. They don't care they're, they're, they're happy to run an honest game. That's why they're there, you know? And, and quite honestly, as many times as I talk to you guys about mentality, you go up full tilt and you start working the field and then you watch a 30 world challenge. And that guy is the winner. <laughs> that guy is the leader. You follow? Yeah. Anyways. All right. But that's how casino quest is it casino quest quite literally has existed and will continue to exist and to thrive and to find success because you know thanks to you we're building out here at the mall we're we're creating it's another location right here front and center it's going to be a bigger event bigger attraction and we're looking at new locations uh you know i i I think that in the next couple years we'll have a few locations they'll be in key you know metropolitan cities but the other thing is, and I got to this kind of towards the end, is me and John, Pit Boss John, runs a fantastic event company. And for those of you who are looking to to educate people, have events, uh, do you know charity games and love the casino, love the gambling, it's a great way to make money. And we're going to lower the bar, create access, and help you guys start your own business, start your own type of casino quest, and then you'll have David and Alex and Casino Quest here in Vegas to create the connections, help you with social media, and again bridge the gap between the player and the casino until everybody wants the Casino Quest players card coming soon, eventually, uh, and then uh, you know that players card will have merit, just like the same way you use AAA. The same way you use AAA or you use ARP or whatever else you use to to get discounts, you'll be able to you know flash the Casino Quest card and uh, and use that, and they'll be like, hey, you know, we we know you hate the resort fees, you all level you know what I mean? You'll be able to come with that and just come and enjoy yourself and and access all the benefits and amenities that we have through our uh, casino uh, casino network, and that's what we're working on. That's the long game. That's, and that's why I will succeed, because despite all the, you know, I wouldn't say the naysayers. There's a group of people who, who are with us in the beginning who just didn't believe, have, have left this ship and haven't come with us. And they, they commiserate nonstop. Um, it, it's striking. Uh, but we know, and we have always known, Alex and I and our team, that, that players want to be empowered. Players want education. Players want the experience. It, it it's not it's not because they want the foofy food because I, I know a lot of you love the foofy food. food you like it's the whole experience. It's lots of parts of the experience. It's all facets of the experience. And we are going to aim to provide that as much as we can. And while we're doing that, we're going to create demand for dealers. And we're going to train those dealers and we're going to get them great jobs. And we're going to show people how to tip. And we're going to show people how you know how they how we all make money together and have fun and uh, keep things positive and avoid all the other things that light this world on fire because when you come here, it's about the win. It's always about the win, and uh, we're always going to work towards that win. All right, there you go. How are we doing? Good. Did I put some people to sleep? Is it off to keynote on wine? Uh, I think it's off to keynote on wine. All right, good. Fantastic. All right, thank you guys so much. Uh, I had a wonderful time. I hope you enjoyed this last uh, podcast. By the way, we're working on putting these podcasts up within two days on Spotify. That's the goal whenever possible. So uh, Spotify? Yeah, Spotify. That's right. We're on Spotify. uh, And then it goes out to all the podcast media. It's called CG David's Vegas, right? Yep. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. I appreciate all the super chats. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you soon.